Okay. It would be a, oh. seam, a seamless oh. transition it's, in our conversation. It's midnight. It is <laughs> so dark outside. It is so dark outside, and I would like to go to bed right now. Oh, it's um, 5.02. <laughs> but it is pitch black. Was, it like, is pitch black. No, there's a little bit of light. Yeah, send just in down. But I think it's the clouds. I think the clouds are what is light outside. This is what you have to look forward to. Have you ever tried out the bridge? Actually, I think I see tractor lights in the distance. <laughs> That's right. There's a tractor <laughs> the other strike. Side of Ivy Green. Not, or to, garden. not to belittle it, but like, yeah, the whole city is full of tractors blocking traffic to make a scene. That sounds right? like a fake sentence. A tractor. Yeah, the whole city is filled with tractors. It's true. <laughs> it is true. Um, we went and saw them today. There was a giant. Well, it wasn't line. a show of tractors. <laughs> We did see them. <laughs> we did see them. Well, me we and walked Catherine, out of our way. Yeah, me and Catherine and Michelle purposefully walked out of our way to go see the line of tractors on, um, what street were they on? Grafton? I don't know. Baggett Street. They were near, they were near St. Stephen's Green. Yeah. Um, and there was just a long line of them as far as the eye can see. Um, I think I made a joke about Michelle asking to get in one of the tractors about 10 times and she, she didn't did. think it was funny any of the times I did <laughs> I did but I kept saying it. <laughs> I said I wanted to attend her as well I was oh because she does her little picture of the day and I was like this would be perfect no I wanted her to be in the tractor oh, for her picture of the day on Facebook none of our but, listeners are going to know what we're talking about one of our colleagues. Anyway, our it's a colleague of hundreds ours. of listeners. Our thousands. Millions. <laughs> what is our subject for today? Millions. We're about, let's say it together. On I was going to tell them what the clouds oh, are. Tell them about, about the tractors. You're right, you're right. Okay, right. yes, to explain what we've been talking about for the past five minutes, farmers are on strike right now, and in order to... Um, facilitate this protest there are lots of tractors blocking uh, the road and the buses are having trouble going places and people are having trouble getting places and one of the tractors that we saw today had a sign on it that said support farmers don't go bake in our hearts with a picture don't of a pig on it yeah it was great you have to sing it anyway what's our topic for today on three. One. Three. Two. Community. Difficulty. Community. Life. Life. Community. Wow. Wow. In, in a volunteer program. Living in community. Living yeah. in intentional community. Right. What does that mean? I don't even know. I feel like that word's thrown around a lot. At least when I was, when we were all seniors, did you hear this? Like every, every other kid was like, I just really want to go live in an intentional community somewhere. And yeah, like, I wanted to. Every program has one. There's like Ace really? has got, well, like I heard it from a lot of kids who didn't want to go right into work. Yeah. For people who were considering volunteer work, they were like, intentional community, I don't know what I want to do yet, but I want that. Yeah, that's that's the like main thing I was looking for when I looked for my year of service programs. Really? What I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, yeah. why why was that the main thing you were looking for? Because I had done programs like uh, you know, Notre Dame Vision and um you know, folk choir and I lived in a dorm and yeah. um yeah. those aren't intentional communities. I wasn't living in intentional communities by any means. I just really felt like right out of college I needed the faith support um Same. when I was you know going to be coming out of a catholic college uh surrounded by all of those like different communities I wanted um a place to come home to that was intentionally catholic people I could pray with people people I could um you know do what we do with 
do so what we do. do Why did you do. want to live in community, Shane? You put it really well, Maddie. Like, yeah. I didn't really get it at the time, but senior year, I saw the two options as either kind of spending a year, gap year, kind of doing service of some kind, or going straight into work. And I kind of felt the same concern that if I went straight into work, I, I would make friends, but it wouldn't be quite the same as the communities I had grown to to love at Notre Dame, because like people who had, I don't know, surrounded me and felt like we were, that we were obligated to each other, you know, um, and that we could talk to each other about important things. So I think I also just wanted to be in some place that helped me do that a little bit longer, I guess. Um, yeah, I think, I think Maddie really put it best in that. Maybe it was just to transition out of out of, out of the, the sort of pseudo-commune that like Notre Dame <laughs> dorm living is, you know? Um, I wanted to like just take a couple more years to feel like I was... I was growing among my peers rather than setting off completely on my own. And so having that Catholic, especially Catholic community was really important to me. In our mission statement, um, and it says that that House of Bridget is a group of recent college graduates committed to living as an intentional lay community for one year or two. We were going to talk about just some of like the hardest parts and the most yeah. joyful parts of living in community. Yeah. Maddie and I were talking. Maddie, did you like feel like what? it was harder to think of hard things? Yeah, because I have enjoyed this year so far and have only been here for, you know, um, three months. So yeah. like, eh, like, <laughs> yeah. we haven't had any like, yeah, well, we haven't had any like giant fights. We like haven't, from my perspective, we haven't encountered like any like, yeah huge hardships yeah. this year so far. Knock on wood. Knock on all the wood. Yes. But Shane and I both lived in intentional community last year with House of Rigid. I was in Wexford. He was here, so we didn't live together. I lived in community uh, when I was 18. I did a program called Net Ministries mm-hmm. in the U.S., and I lived in community with 10 other people. That was also different because we didn't live in a house. We just traveled around. On the road. And then I also lived in community when I lived in Arizona for a summer at Maggie's place. But that was also different because I was kind of staff at this maternity home and I lived with a bunch of pregnant ladies. So it was just different. Yeah. So we'll just, we all have different perspectives and I think that's cool. We're going to talk about community. I can start. Do you want to start, Shane? I don't know. No, I think we can just kind of make it a conversation because I feel like a lot of the things that are difficult in community are difficult for all sorts of people in different yeah. groups. You know, what I had might have been similar to you, even if the specific instance is different. There are a lot of, like, themes that run through it. At least I get this vibe from talking to people in other programs with the community. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure where to start, except to say that uh, you probably would be the most experienced, having the most years, maybe I'm next. But though we haven't had issues this year, like you said, <laughs> Maddie, um... Yeah, we, we, I guess it's fair to say we had a tougher year last year. Yeah, but, I think we'll just say across the yeah. board, last year was tougher than this year. Right, and in some ways, like, you are you will be bound to have tougher times if the people you're interacting with and yourself don't don't think the same way or don't mm-hmm. go along in the same way. But that doesn't mean that you're bound to have a bad time. Like, the whole point of living in a community mm-hmm. is to try and work around those things or to try and come to a common understanding, so... Yeah, I don't um, want to preach to you guys, but Father Bill, when... Um, we had our one-on-one yeah. early on. I He asked how our community life was going, and I was like, it's, you know, I have no complaints so far. And he said, you know, it does seem, um, the vibe seems really, really good this year. I'm hearing a lot of laughing coming from your office. Mm-hmm. You all seem to get along pretty well. 
he said, um, you know, sometimes I think that people who go through difficult years in community maybe learn more um, about themselves and about other people and about how to interact with people um, when, like, they learn more the harder it is to live in community almost and you grow more. He said that's not to say that, you know, you won't get anything out of this community. You obviously will. He was like, I'd, you know, be really, really happy if every year were super easy and joyful. He said um, that there is a lot of value in difficulty um, when it comes to community living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can totally see that. And I think that part of the reason this year has been easier for myself at least is I saw the things that annoyed me about last year and it was things in others and it was things in myself that I was annoyed about and I had the whole summer to think about okay how am I I going to approach this new community and this new year this new city this new job Mm -hmm. in a different way so maybe like we can talk about what are some of those specific things I did the same thing like I had stuff that I was like all right, this is something that I didn't figure out last year, but I'm making it sort of my my goal to at least do it better or handle it better. And I think one of the things that we've mentioned before, and it's a rather obvious one, is at least in House of Bridges, we live in community and work in community. And and Mm -hmm. some programs, you would just do the living, but you work during the day, and so you can come home and debrief together as a community. But for us, there's not much to debrief on always because we already have been there at the (laughs) exact same time. So a challenge for me last year was, uh, especially because I'm an extrovert, is to know that um, it's okay and probably proactive to set aside time where you're not together, even if you feel like you don't need it. Um, yeah. And I think the example I think of, because it's relevant to me, although you guys laughed earlier, is that when I went hiking with my high school friends um, on like retreats back then, the guides would always say, look, we're in high altitudes, we're gonna be going far, you're not gonna feel thirsty when you start but your body is, is going to be thirsty. And you have to be drinking water even when you're not expecting it. If you're drinking water only when you're thirsty, it's too late. Mm-hmm. And so in the same way, like you might think that everything is great because it is, but you will save yourself a lot of stress in the long run by designating time to yourself to escape or do whatever or just like, you know, recharge mm-hmm. and to know that other people will need more time than you might, you know? Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, and that goes into just meeting people where they are at... wherever they are everyone has a different personality everyone has a different way of coping with things um something i've really reflected on and learned in the last year especially is the way we each grew up is different we Mm -hmm. each have different family we have different family dynamics we have different towns we grew up in um different ways of coping with situations that are hard or good and just getting to know someone so that you can know where they're coming from and so you don't get annoyed with them as easily. That's what I found. Like, yeah. if someone really annoys me, I'm like, I need to get to know them so that they don't annoy oh. me anymore. Or I just need to get to know them because they're a person. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Your family affects how you grow up so much. And how you interact and expect yeah. people to react. Like, I look for almost instantaneous response to the words I say, mm. but that's because my family would always at least acknowledge that you said something, but other people might just be sitting there thinking about it yeah. or not mm-hmm. feel obliged to respond. It doesn't mean they're ignoring you. you know? Or I lived with someone in a past community who their family like yelled it out yeah. and threw things, and I was like, 
I'm not doing that. <laughs> because mm. that's just not how I deal with conflict. That's well, not how we're going to do it. Once you learned that about them, you didn't hold it against them as, like, a character flaw. No, so no. Yeah. Because I have my flaws. Mm-hmm. Like, I could give you the silent treatment. Let's do it. <laughs> or I had, like, I'm fine with let's talk it out, right like, now. confrontation. I'm yeah. okay with that. Mm-hmm. But then I reflect, like, that's because that's mostly my dad was, like, okay with that. Like, true, yeah. mm-hmm. and it wasn't a scary thing to me. It's just, mm-hmm. that's life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Call you out. I think another part of community that can be hard is when personalities don't mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our personalities mix well. So that's another oh. reason this year has kind of been easier. Yeah. But when they don't me. mix, it's really hard. It's really hard to love a person when you are annoyed with them and love them no matter what. Especially the annoyed thing is the thing that sometimes it's not even that they do anything that that grievous or not not that 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 horrible, but it's just the small things will build up and then it's so hard to bring up to somebody because you feel like oh if I bring up their toothbrush habits I look like the bad guy because it's a small thing. Yeah. But when you consider them in when you add them all together over a year, it can feel like a larger thing. Yeah. So I think the lesson that I've learned it took me a while is. You can gain the skill of um, taking things a little less close to the chest. Yes. And so things that I used to think were almost like matters of principle that I had to step in on to to make sure I wasn't being walked over, I've hence learned that some things I can just let go. And they're not always worth confrontation. Like one that we had recently, or I almost had, was I was telling Catherine about how my hot sauce in the workplace is mysteriously disappearing. And it's not from either of you two, but from someone... <laughs> Hot sauce in the workplace. But from someone that we work with, um, I, I imagine. Because it's still someone that has access to the fridge. But, like, so they wouldn't know this, but that hot sauce was taken from the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, I got it yeah. in Belize, and I brought it to the U.S. It's a very hard one to find. Yeah. They don't know that. And so to them, they're thinking, what's the big deal? It's just hot sauce, and it's in the communal fridge. And, like... Yeah. Um, and so I can feel, like, they've gone out of their way to ruin the thing that I put so much effort into bringing here. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, I just got to, like, relax a little more sometimes and realize that it won't be the end of the world if I lose some hot sauce, you know? Yeah. And it so often feels like that person's like, I hate shade. Yeah. And <laughs> I really love hot sauce. It really so feels you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to take the hot sauce. I'm not even going to put it on food. I'm just going to dump it down the sink. Yeah. <laughs> but that is definitely not what not happened. happening. You know, you have to assume... Someone with good intentions. Though. You have to assume... <laughs> You have to assume goodwill, goodwill of it. the people you're living with in community or else you will lose your mind. Yeah, like yeah. you start reading into every action as a negative Yeah, thing. and you yeah. take everything personally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a learned skill, like I said. I it's didn't have that totally last learned. year. And I'm still working on it. You have to, and that's part of dying to yourself. I don't know if I've used this term a lot this year, but I, I have in the past where you... You die to your own tendencies and you try to be more like right. Jesus, you know? And yeah. does it mean that you don't talk to your housemates about things that genuinely bother you? Especially if someone is, like, maybe s- talking smack about something that you are part of, you know? Right. Um, you wouldn't just be like, oh, okay, I'll die to myself and let them say whatever they want. But that's an opportunity yeah. to, like, talk to them, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's more, yeah. I think a disposition I've tried to take this year, too, is mm-hmm. to try to grow in holiness and just... Do the little things that are annoying me about someone else, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. So if someone leaves dishes out, just do them. If someone leaves something out in the living room, just move it and clean it up. Yeah. If someone is taking the hot sauce, just... Just move the hot sauce. Suck it up. <laughs> or suck like, it it's up. just hot sauce. Or whatever it is. The little annoyances. Die to yourself. 
a little less time in purgatory, <laughs> maybe. Right. God's probably yeah. just like, what the heck, get over it. But, yeah, it's the little things. It's trying to be Therese-like. I'd say that one thing that I've had to learn living with roommates and, I guess, living in community, too, is, um, I don't know, I fairly rarely get, like, seriously annoyed by anything when I'm in a good place myself right so usually when I get annoyed with someone else um I've had to learn to take a step back and figure out what's going on with me like did I get enough sleep have I eaten you know basic things like that but also just like how am I doing spiritually how's my prayer life like um how's my social life how's my emotional health you know um there's probably something else going on because um I don't know, and I don't want to say that I never get annoyed, but, like, because I do, but, like, usually when I get, like, annoyed to the point that, like, I want to say something about it, you know, um, it's usually I need to take a step back first and decide if it's actually something worth bringing up or if I need to, like, figure out what's going on with me, and then um, if it's maybe still bothering me, then I would bring it up, mm-hmm. but... Fair point, yeah, that requires some introspection, doesn't it? That kind of taps into another thing that I think is really necessary for community, but also just adult relationships Mm -hmm. that I don't think enough adults do um, because, like, we're all so good at gossiping Mm -hmm. and, like, being annoyed with each other behind each other's back. Behind each other's backs is reconciling, um, is what I would call it. Yeah. But this idea of this person did something that hurt my feelings. It's still on my mind. Or I did something that I shouldn't have done that hurt that person's feelings. So I need to go talk to that person Mm -hmm. and apologize Mm -hmm. or let them know Mm -hmm. so that they can maybe apologize. Because I think too often you get that built up, you know, anger or anxiety or whatever. And then no one says anything. And then you just, it just just keeps going and going. And especially when I was on net, when we were like, our days were so crazy when I was when we did that if something came up you had to talk to them because you couldn't function on retreat if you're like annoyed with someone yeah so I remember going to one of the guys Mm -hmm. on my team and being like hey when you did this it really hurt my feelings and this is why but Mm -hmm. we talked it through and then we were fine after and I wasn't annoyed and it was uh, I think one of the that's one of the biggest blessings you can ever I think share with somebody or learn in a community is that when someone comes to you like that, it's to understand that they've Mm -hmm. tried to be courageous and vulnerable and sharing something with you that they know may not make Mm -hmm. sense to you. Mm -hmm. But it's saying that like the response to that, you don't even have to necessarily like agree with everything, but it's to recognize that your actions had that effect on this Mm -hmm. person, you know, and to say that, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I didn't intend for you to feel that way. I realize that you do. You know, um, and I think that's a big difference rather than saying like, my actions are this way, therefore you're in the wrong for feeling that way. Yeah. You know, I, like you shouldn't feel bad when I don't mean for you to feel bad. Yeah. But like it, it, it requires, like you said, a lot of self-denial to say, oh, well maybe I should listen. And the fact that they came to me means they trusted me to tell me, you know, mm-hmm. and that I, 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 well, I should reconcile, like you said, you know, yeah. don't see it as an opportunity to like rub it in their face, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say there is a difference between, um, and this was the thing I was talking about earlier with like, I very rarely, you know, get super annoyed with, with things. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, there's a difference between like, you know, someone leaving something out in the living room and like someone 
hurting your feelings by accident. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I probably would say something if one of you guys hurt my feelings. Mm. It's, um, there's a difference, I would say, a distinction between, yeah. <laughs> between that. And I don't, I don't think that when something hurts your feelings, I don't think you should necessarily, like, immediately say, oh, maybe that's something within myself that I need to fix first. Right. I think that's yeah. probably pretty valid of you to bring up to your community member. And that um, was a mistake I made last year, I'll be honest, because I, yeah. I thought if everything was self-denial, it means even when the times you're hurt, you know, you need to be yeah. like, oh, I'm wrong. Like, clearly I'm just too sensitive, you know, which, yeah. which can be the case, but I feel like you're right. It's better to talk about it mm-hmm. rather than just always backing off. Yeah. Right. Communication right. is key, which was another point of hardship for my community mm-hmm. last year because mm-hmm. we would go to like basically the equivalent of therapy and I don't think they'd be annoyed if I said this if any of them are listening but we would talk about we need to be better at communicating communicate like the we threw around that word so much communication mm-hmm. communicate blah 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 and how do you make people feel but comfortable doing no that? the problem was we all had different definitions of, of what communication mm-hmm. meant I wanted to talk it out right someone away. else wanted to really write it and remember another person was so big on body language and just it was all different things and when we finally like months later got to a point in that therapy session when it was like wait what do you mean by that and then we were able to kind of get on the same page again and you realize how people communicate it was a very long journey but Mm -hmm. i mean that's how you get better that's how you become more holy that's how you become a better person i think there's nothing better than to in those situations where you may have had something go wrong or some sort of a misunderstanding or miscommunication or whatever, reaffirming somebody and letting them know that, um, A, you care about them, or B, that they're, you would welcome their conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, say, hey, I don't know if you want to talk now or another time, but I want you to know that I'm open to it. Yeah. That is huge, just so someone isn't afraid of coming to you, you know? like Because I can see how I would be or anyone might be to say, like, I don't want to reopen an old wound. Maybe they want to just yeah. drop it. But to say, I'm open to this, if you're open to this, would be a huge affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, the amount of times I've had people come to me and be like, complain about another person. And my first question is like, wait, have you Talk talked to them? To them? Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh man, one of no. Our, one of our yeah. peers hilariously put it, he's like, I'm incredibly impatient with people who do that. And he meant it in a very generous way because he's like, because if it's about me, I want to hear it now. And if it's not about me... I don't know why they're telling me, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right? which is a really hilarious way to, to yeah. boil it down. But yeah. he then said, like, oh, I get it. If you need to, like, externalize it and process yeah. it first, yeah. sure. And I can help you with that. But it does, it's not the same as talking to them to have vented to me, you know. Yeah. Not the same yeah. thing. But. Yeah. Can we talk about the best parts of community? I was yes. about to transition into that, too. Yeah. Um, I made a list. <laughs> oh. Some, check it they're mostly silly. Oh, no. Number one <laughs> is that it gives you built-in people who have to hang out with you. Yes. 100%. Oh, it's funny that you like that, because I really like that, too. But I, like I thought I, you were going to say you don't. No, no, no. Because yeah, I hate, you know, I hate hanging out I don't know if I should say that I'm the most yeah. extroverted in the group. But you I, are. Okay. No, you are. Okay, you are. so it's, it's evident that, like, I really enjoy that, and sometimes yeah. I feel like I, I need to hold back so not yeah. to not overwhelm you guys but i'm glad to hear that you guys like it too now again no i mean i enjoy it i enjoy like spontaneous 
hangout things like yeah. when we just all kind of decide to go up to the living room and watch tv together or like like someone will be like oh i kind of want to do this after work and then all of us are like yeah and then you know <laughs> go together to I think it's, nice. yeah it's that's fun and i like the yeah. um i like just not having to like plan these things all the time and like be have to right. text you know the group chat and like uh, Everyone yeah. has different schedules. Oh, yeah. You have to like, make a Facebook yeah. event about it. <laughs> yeah, you which know, is what you it was just... last year. We were planning free time. Oh, which it's is so tough. sad. It's tough. Can you yeah. like, get it if you have to? But ideally, you'd be spontaneous. You know? Right, and with us, like we have the same schedules, so it's not like you can be like, no, I have, I have a thing going on. No, you don't. That is a good thing, which I, Steve actually mentioned was one of his intentions with this framework of passive Bridget is to allow that because if we were coming in from work, commuting back. Yeah. It'd be so much less, so much less likely to do this spontaneous sort of like afternoon after work mm-hmm. hangouts. You know? Yeah, or we all just sit in the office and then start singing the same song and or freestyling like, it, dancing, or freestyling, <laughs> yeah. singing to God, and yeah. like. Okay, second reason. <laughs> yeah, give me Is free food at community meals. <laughs> it's That's... not free. We pay for it. I know, but I don't well, even make it. Someone else makes. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I, that's something of food. That is just something your, like one of my brothers in your say. life. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is stupid. You get to do an internationally acclaimed podcast together. That's true. We are internationally. It's true with every community. No, my mom has told me she likes it and she lives in the U.S. And then some of our friends in Ireland have told us. That's international. That's international. And is it acclaimed? I mean, that's acclaimed by us. Uh, Yeah, acclaimed by those people. And also, this is actually true. Yeah. To my net community too. Yeah, I love inside jokes. <laughs> I love being able to like turn to someone and, and just, just like say one word, say one word, and or know. a look, <laughs> or like just. Oh. We oh. had one today actually, but I forget when it was. <laughs> Did we at lunch? Yes, I think it was at lunch. What was it? It was regarding oh some gosh, sort of community planning me. thing, and then it was someone's communication style, and we looked at each other during that, and both knew. But after you left, we also had an Italian Barnett joke. Oh, I did. I want to say it. Oh, yeah. Michelle was like, how can like a six or seven year old live on their own for that long? And And you're like, yeah. You're right. How? How How could they do that? You don't know what we're talking about. Google Natalia Barnett. Yeah, we might have to cut this out. No, don't look at it. No. Okay. People need to know. Yeah, I don't People know. need to know. Yeah, but it's just yeah. like we gotta. Res- if it, if she is a child though, like we gotta give her her space. Like <laughs> she's been in the spotlight way too much. This is the worst part. This of is the worst part of community when Shane disagrees with us. Trying to be us. a voice of <laughs> <laughs> disagreeing isn't a negative part of community. No, it's not. It's, it's the heart it's... of the community. Oh, <laughs> this reminds me of part our of daily calendar thing, and I'm the yes, only one I... who looks at this calendar. Oh, well, because we don't sit on that oh. side of the desk. Yeah, That's it was true. a gift to me from our our dedicated uh i guess like yeah doctor friend valerie she gave it to me for oh, uh, shout out to val to honestly oh. yeah. Hi, okay val. no i'm the only one who's changed all year let me put it that yes. way i came back from a vacation and i removed people. like two weeks i did that i left it on yeah. purpose so oh. Oh. what is the leprosy That's one nice. about Okay, born in Cork in 1908, Irish scientists, this is, sorry, this we is have Wednesday, 27th November, <laughs> Irish Inventions. It gives you a little, like, uh, it's like an Irish, Irish-American little, like, daily calendar that you rip off every day, you know? Yeah, okay, yeah, so, yeah. a cure for leprosy. Born in Cork in 1908, Irish scientist Vincent Ferry saved millions of lives by developing a cure for leprosy, a disease that plagued humanity for thousands of years. While working at the Medical Research Council in Dublin, investigating chemotherapy for... 
treating tuberculosis, Barry recognized the similarities between the bacteria that causes tuberculosis and leprosy. In a Trinity College laboratory, a scientific team under his leadership synthesized B663, a compound that became known as Clo- oh no, Clo- oh no, clofazamine, and worked as a part of a multi-drug treatment for leprosy. Isn't that cool? An Irish person cured really leprosy. Cool. We wouldn't Another. tell Shane that this morning because we wanted him to hear it live on the podcast. I don't know what the surprise. Give was. us a reaction. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm breathtaking. Isn't it cool? You're breathtaking. I just think the only two ways that relates to my life are are uh, one that there's a suburb of Dublin called Leopardstown with a D, Ooh. but I learned it's a renaming from the original Leperstown. Oh. <laughs> and so, in fact, it's quite relevant, but too, that the uh, there's an American-Belgian saint from Hawaii, St. Damien. I known, love St. Damien. Yeah, he's known for taking care of the, the leper colony on the island. The so, to be honest, Leperstown is not that bad compared to Molokai. Okay, wait, though. <laughs> I, I just have to say something about St. Damien because um, St. Damien and Marianne were um, my witnesses to holiness the second year I did Notre Dame Vision. If you don't know what Notre Dame Vision is, um, it's like a conference for high schoolers and the mentors for it are given witnesses to holiness um, every summer and they're either saints or biblical figures or uh, like uh, some people get Mary or Jesus. Um, I don't I don't think ever anyone gets Jesus, but he's there. So, yeah. he's, he's there. The he's, he's there like like they have a sign Jesus for him. Everywhere. They have oh, a sign for him there. that they okay, put on okay. the stage. Yeah. Um anyway. Um, so Damien and Marianne were mine the summer of 2018 and, um, like our first mass with all the high schoolers, our chaplain, Father Brendan gave a homily about St. Damien cause it was his feast day mm-hmm. and what? talks about this sign that was hanging in his seminary, I think. Mm-hmm. And it has a picture of St. Damien before he goes to the leper colony and uh, before he goes to Molokai and then a picture of him after close to his death because he contracted leprosy and ended up dying from the disease. And so um, it's got him, you know, and he looks healthy and young and then he goes to Molokai and then towards the um, end of his life he's, you know, disfigured with the disease and the sign said love changes things and that just has stuck with me. Oh, that's a very visceral understanding of it, isn't it? Yes. So cool. Yeah. Have you changed, Maddie? I think so. Just in general? I would say, well, this morning Michelle said, oh, Maddie, you've changed. You have your hair done and glasses on. Exactly. Sorry sorry for saying that in a Michelle voice. It's not meant to be derogatory, (laughs) but um, merely impersonating. But anyways, yeah, so you have changed physically. I have changed. We've ruined your vision and Mm -hmm. we've we've caused you to leave your hair done. I don't know how. But But sometimes uh, love is painful and difficult mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. changes you, but that doesn't mean it's, Mm -hmm. you know... For the worst, because Damien is a saint. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, Maddie. Um, anyway, let's keep I, talking I about fun say, things about community. Well, I was yeah. so off topic. No, I'll give you my... That's okay. I, I feel like the one that I really appreciate, which isn't always so easy to attain, but it's yeah. huge, is uh, being able to like share of your own, yourself and your journey with your peers and know that... Or, or to, in a way that you tr- you'll trust that they'll take care of it and understand and want to help you grow as well. Um and that's not something that you're given guaranteed per se. Like it's, it's a relationship you have to build up over time. But I feel like when you're living in community and you cut, if you come in with that understanding that, yeah, you're all here to learn and grow and that you all have each other is your own stories and problems. You know, mm-hmm. I've had some great experiences talking with, uh, fellow house of Bridget uh, fellows, um, about like things that have been going on in my life or things that I'm worried about. And then to feel like there's someone else out there who can understand them and pray about them with you, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, and want to see you grow and do better and find holiness. Like, yeah. that is a huge blessing to feel like um, this is a place where you're told that's okay. You know, in the real mm-hmm. world, it's almost like a risk sometimes to meet somebody and then bring that up, you know? Yeah. But here, it, it's kind of a given insofar as you've earned someone's trust, you know? I, I really love that. And was, oh sorry, couldn't say something similar on that. Like, I really appreciate that community life, especially with this program, gives you a built-in support system um, because, I don't know, with us, we're, you know, doing the same job and living together. And I just, if you're experiencing the same things as the other people in your community, it just makes it so much easier to be like, oh, this was really hard. And um, the other community members can also be like, yeah, it was really hard for me too. And then you, like, have that common... I don't know, experience that you share and it just feels really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a C.S. Lewis quote that's kind of like that, like friendship is when you look at a person and you say, oh, me too, I thought I was, or you too, I thought I was the, the only, only one. one. Yeah. 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 Like, Isn't that, that great? so true. Mm-hmm. One of the best pieces of advice I was given at the beginning of NET when I started my community, I talk about NET so much, I'm sorry, everyone. It was a big impact on my life. Um, But one of the best pieces of advice that the director gave us before we started was, at the end of this, you should love so much that it breaks your heart to leave, Mm -hmm. so that you just give all of yourself. So I've always taken that approach when I Mm -hmm. go into new situations in community where it's like, okay, I want to love this person I'm living with and working with so much and love this parish and love this community and this city so much that when I leave, if I leave, whatever may happen, that I'm just completely brokenhearted at the end, and it'll suck. I mean, oh my gosh, it sucks. But it's so worth it, because you know that you gave it all, and yeah. you loved until the end. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm so You left us speechless. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I think that's a really good point, though. Like, like to, to, to be, um, what do you call it? To leave and be kind of sad and regretful is, is a positive not thing, regretful right? not, not, not sorry not no. regretful but like to to have that pain of saying goodbye is all yeah. I'm saying is a good thing because yeah. it shows that there was something to be missed yeah you yeah. know what I mean that that reading we had at Taze last night was a similar thing which is like it was talking about if someone's past in your life how it feels like there's a hole there but it's not God's job to to fill that hole and make it feel like it was never there so much as it is for him to leave that hole open as a reminder that there was something good, you know, yeah. there was something beautiful and some connection that is now no longer there, but is being, like, held for you in the future, like, in eternity. So, it's a good point. Lovely. One of my favorite songs is the song, actually, I used for my audition for House of Virgin. I It was wow. so awkward. Um, <laughs> I, I sang a song called uh, Sing My Love. Hmm. I don't know who it's by. I don't remember. It's That's Focus good. did a version of it. But the bridge is, take my life, take all that I am. With all mm. that I am, I will love you. Mm. Take my heart, take all that I am. Jesus, how I adore you. Or something like that. Mm. I don't even know if those are the lyrics. But I love that idea of take my heart. Like, mm. Jesus, take my heart. Break it for what breaks yours. That Jesus is the only one who can make it unbroken. And so I shouldn't be afraid of, you know, giving all that I am to my community or mm. to whatever I am doing in my life. And it's okay because mm. Jesus will heal your heart. Community is hard, but it's so worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so worth no, it. Yeah, it's, it's how we're going to get to heaven. <laughs> we almost knocked over the microphone. Oh, no. No, it's okay. Um, so do you know what today is, right? 
day before Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve. Eve. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. And, you know. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving <laughs> Eve. No, Thanksgiving. The Eve What's is in Thanksgiving. Eve is in oh Thanksgiving, Catherine. <laughs> Guys, it's 540. Jeez. Um, oh, oh, what wow. was I going to say? Yes, we're reading. Oh, can we talk about our favorite Thanksgiving tradition? Yeah. Or what we're going to miss uh, about... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. We don't have traditions in my house, but I'm gonna miss. You foods. guys have traditions. We have like food traditions. We don't have like activity traditions. My mom. Well, yeah. Not, my mom. Sorry, my well, aunt makes really good bananas. My uncle. Banana like, bread. There you go. No, say, banana pudding. Pudding. Oh, you're so deaf. <laughs> sorry. My, my mom makes amazing mac and cheese. I'll miss, but so that's kind of interesting. But I, I mostly will miss just like the quiet stuff because we're yeah. not working, but we are. We're kind, working. Okay, we're working on Thanksgiving to to make this mass to be at the school and to go to this. Notre Dame sponsored event in the evening, which is a blessing to be invited to, but it doesn't feel like being at home for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You can you can have fun cooking, rest in the evening, and and just know that you're together. You know, here it feels yeah. like we're on the move and we're running around. We're on the move. Yeah, yeah. I really yeah, because my whole mom's side of the family lives in Savannah, and so we would all just get together and then. Sometimes I get to see my extended cousins, or like my, my mom's cousins and their kids, and um, like just, you know, hang out with people, and none of us mm. were stressed out about stuff because we're all off of school and work. Oh. Right, and we just right. Just the day. <laughs> all brought lots of good food and casseroles and that's hot dishes. very southern. Yeah, very Boiled southern. Pants. Not on Thanksgiving, Shane. <laughs> that's a beach food. <laughs> Not on Thanksgiving. That's a morning food. Grits is a morning food? You yeah. eat it for breakfast. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> when do you eat grits? I, I don't eat grits, but when I do, it's just whenever I'm eating grits. And so, <laughs> okay. Whenever I, my family, Shane my knows nothing to, about the South. Well, no. Is... My uncle-in-law is from Charleston, though. And Your uncle-in-law. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so he, when we would go to Charleston and stuff, we would like get little bits of that. But, yeah. um, but like the restaurants will sell grits all the time because tourists don't know any better. That's so. true. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's sometimes a brunch food too. <laughs> That's not that different. <laughs> Shrimp and grits is like a, a dinner food. Oh, uh, okay. So. Okay. Because that was the kind of grits I was having. <laughs> I actually don't think I've ever had grits. Oh, you love your Central Valley. Yeah. I'm from the no. West Coast. You're not lots even. Of, <laughs> yeah, No, you're from the Central Valley. You're not on the I've, coast. The whole state of California is the West Coast. No, I don't know. You have to be on the coast. Oh my gosh, no. That's like saying, like, oh, I'm, I'm from the Atlantic coast. I live in Albany. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm from the East Coast. And I'm like, I live in if Buffalo. If you lived in Albany, you could say you live, are from the East Coast. Oh, Maddie, back me up. I don't think up. Buffalo people are coastal What'd people. What'd you say? If I was from <laughs> Albany, New York, am yeah. I from the East Coast? Well, you're from the East. Northeast. Are you kidding me? I'm the Northeast. Was, mm, to quote my 14-year-old. I would say upstate New York. Yeah, upstate. But it's the East Coast. No, it's the, the coastal whole, cities. The whole thing, guys. The whole I, thing. I wouldn't even call myself from the East Coast. And I'm on, on the East the coast. Coast. You're from <laughs> the South, though. <laughs> right. But you're not the most Southern, so how are you from the South? I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I think you're from the south. I, I feel like the coast shouldn't be near the coast. Oh my gosh. No. Uh, Where am I from? This is the what worst. What is my region? No one knows Colorado's You're from region. the middle. See, you're no from one, the no middle. No one knows Colorado's region. Does I bet mean? you most people couldn't point Colorado out on it's, a state. It's the worst. It's the, the Rocky Mountain West or yeah. like the, the mountain region. But, yeah, um, no. The west. 
Well, yeah, it's not even the Midwest, because we're just west. No, you're not. We're west of the west of the Midwest, but not that far west. My dad's side of the family for Thanksgiving used to um, go to a farm and in, like, north Georgia, and um, we would do a cane grinding, so you get a lot of syrup. Yeah, sugar cane. Uh, you get a lot of syrup that weekend. This is incredible. And, um... You guys have so much cool stuff. My, um... Like, all the men that were up there, and um, some of the women would go hunting, and I went with my grandpa once, and we killed a hog, and now I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for, like, 13 years now, so, like... Was it before that? Yeah, it was before I was vegetarian. Yeah. Because didn't you become a vegetarian because of a bet you made with Yeah, in fourth grade. Um... So, I don't know how <laughs> Tell the story. Oh, well, my best friend in fourth grade was like, I'm going to be a vegetarian, but I could be a vegetarian longer than you could, and I'm still going. And <laughs> longer than you just never stopped? Never looked back? Yeah, she stopped after like a year, maybe. Wow. And I just really liked it. And my mom liked it, because my mom became vegetarian, too. And so it now it's for environmental thing. reasons, and also because I would probably get sick. My body yeah, would just, like, would. reject it. Really? Yeah. But before that, I would go hunting with my grandpa. Um, we, I, well, I call him Yoo-Hoo, which is um, fun. Like the chocolate milk. Yes. And, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, there was like a hog there that his name was Harold, who's really fat, and we would like ride him oh, around. Uh, there was an emu, there was um, lots of horses. This is just stuff that I, is so foreign to me. We it's would amazing. Go run around on hay bales. Emus, sugarcane. Emus are pretty <laughs> Casseroles are foreign well, to No, 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 but they're not exactly like a Thanksgiving classic in Denver. I only had them because of our southern relatives. Mm. What? I, my mom does not cook casseroles at all. That's funny. That's weird. I mean, maybe like once a year. I, I, There's more than one kind of casserole. Though. I know. And we don't cook them. Did you ever have <laughs> green bean casserole? Yeah, that's I the one she cooks like once a year. Green bean that's a casserole then. Yeah, but it's, it's like she cooks it because she's like, let's make something southern. It's not Southern? Be- really? It's, it's not because like green bean casserole is like a, a, an American thing all around. I thought, it's not? I thought I casserole is also a Midwest thing. They call it hot dish in the Midwest. Oh, hot okay. dish. <laughs> no, seriously. No, that mom, makes, that, like, like, gross, like that very, name like, grosses me out. Yes. I don't know why. My mom has a very like, Pennsylvania sense of food. Like, I don't know. Kind of like, it's Northeast Pennsylvania, so kind of upstate New York-y, but like, yeah. she called things like platas instead of like platas. Uh, a tray, a plata. Um, I did not know green bean casserole was a southern thing. Um, no, my yeah. si- sister's favorite food is green bean casserole. She will come home from school what and just make it. What's and the cream in green bean casserole? Is it cream of something? It's soup? cream and mushroom, mushroom. soup. And it's yeah. just mm-hmm. green beans and that soup. I think my family does love is a good stroganoff. Let me tell you. You ever a good stroganoff? Well, yeah, but that's yeah, not like a Thanksgiving food. That's, yeah, that's just what food. What is that? Oh, it's not an anything food? It's just yeah, a food. It's just a food. You can eat that anytime. Thanksgiving food. No. Yeah. Yeah? For my family, yeah. It is for us. No. Yeah, it is for us. Mm-hmm. It's I just not like we just have different definitions. We can't say universally yes or no, because evidently... Yeah. What about sweet potato not. casserole? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Did you that's Thanksgiving. Sweet potato we didn't call it a casserole. We called it sweet potato. Sweet potato, no, sweet potato casserole is different than just sweet potatoes. But what is a sweet potato casserole? It's, it's like, it's like sweet, you got like, <laughs> you can put Brown pecans or, or marshmallows, marshmallows yeah. or 
uh, we did, brown, sugar. Like brown sugar. Again, my uncle's side of the family is from South Carolina, and so like they. Your uncle or uncle in law? Uncle in law, but it's so uncle that to was confusing <laughs> to me. To appease you guys. Oh, okay. I told you the in law adds clarity. No, it's stupid. <laughs> you said it was confusing. Everyone vote on the poll under this podcast. Yeah, it, what do you call? You, your, how am I supposed mother? to add a what poll to our podcast? <laughs> you guys no, 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 no. I want to expect hear so much of me. In the comments below, guys, comment whether you call you can't your comment on your, podcast. You, you write us a review. You, what do you call your mother's sister's husband? Your uncle or your uncle-in-law? Because they're not related to you. There by is blood. a right and wrong answer, and the right answer is uncle. <laughs> we I sent this poll in our in our group chat with the Wexford community too, and um, it's one of our friends like texted like. Who's the weirdo who calls someone their uncle-in-law? Wait, the only the only way I could see me being wrong here is that uncle-in-law refers <laughs> the the, the, refers exclusively to an uncle through your husband or wife, not through someone else's husband or wife. You know, so like my uncle-in-law would be my, uh, a potential wife's or future wife's. Um, yeah, uncle, I think that's not correct. my uncle. But what do I call? Someone is not related to me, though. How do I say that? You just like, call them by their first name. My just non- call them your uncle. Can I, don't I, think... can I call them my bloodless uncle? Because we don't share blood. <laughs> <laughs> that would be even weirder. <laughs> Please don't do that. Do not. My bloodless uncle? I think, I think we need a new way of clarifying that. Someone is married into your family, <laughs> but not Damn. for you. Okay, well, this is our podcast. When someone marries into the family, like they're, they're in family. the family, so you don't need yeah. to so say uncle. Why do you ever say in laws at all? Because it's for you. <laughs> you're, it's for you. So it's for your spouse's family. Yes. Your spouse's family. Your spouse's I said this is the one case in which I could be wrong. Is that it's well, exclusively <laughs> No, you are wrong. <laughs> so this is the worst part of the community when Maddie and I gang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, we don't you. do it that much. <laughs> that much. Um, no, you guys are very kind. <laughs> Oh, that too. The application process of Bridget is live. Oh, that's the biggest Oh, it is a right live. Now. Apply. Yeah, do what it. What did you say? Cool. Apply? I said apply. apply. What did you think I said? I don't know what apply. I thought you said. For apply. Um, any funny jokes? No. <laughs> so me well, I, I found a sock full of changes. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the most if I had a dollar every, every time, time I, I've told that story, I've heard Shane tell this story. I would have more money than them to it's socks. Of, it's one of the more like unique things that's happened to me in my time at Newman Church. Wow, finding really? a sock full of change underneath a pew. Yeah, that is fun, and you know. Oh, can we give shout outs to all our listeners? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to um, Ruth Ahern. Shout out to my mom. So. Shout out to Joan Skokna and what? Dominique. Hey, Dominique. Oh, hi, Dom. Are hi, you Dominique. Who else listens? Shout out to my cousin, B. Maybe Frank. I don't know. Frank doesn't listen. I don't think Frank listens. I don't listen. think Frank listens. <laughs> <to> <laughs> it. Well, if he listens, then. Steve. Steve. <laughs> Maybe Father Bill. I think. Hi. Shout out to James. Hamas. Yes. Hey, what's Seamus. Up? Um, who else? Uh, the Wexford community. I all y'all. My, I told my sister to listen. Annie. Hey. What's up? Yeah. Um, um, Mary Sometimes my baby. mom's Facebook oh, friends. The entire state of Colorado. Hello. All oh, my fans. Thank you for listening. The entire state. Yeah. 
I want to give a shout out to Modesto. I want to give a quick shout out to, to Baby Jesus. Um, sweet Baby Jesus, sweet baby six Jesus. pounds. <laughs> Five ounces. <laughs> you get really. me, okay. Baby Jesus. Yeah. Any other um, cool shout outs? John Henry. Thank John Henry you. Newman. John oh my Henry gosh, lately he's just been giving us some funny miracles. Yeah. And been, like, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> weird flex? All For example, Maddie like handed me a stack of cards the other day and I needed 12. And it was exactly twelve. And they were <laughs> they were cards of John Henry Newman quotes. Let's, so we yeah. were like oh, weird weird flex, but okay. And then <laughs> after yeah. mass, I was filling up. I had a can of pop, and I filled it up the glass up with the pop, and it, perfect. It was perfect. And then it's not, John it's Henry not, Newman. It's not because the glass is like no no. Too there was ice cubes. No, there were oh, ice cubes okay, too. Okay, that's a good. So we were point. like, thanks, ice John cubes Henry. Add the element of randomness. Okay. John Henry. Okay. coming through right, again. Right, 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 right. We just um, sound like crazy people now. Well, there's, yeah. there's been more real ones, like people's kind of relatives being healed and stuff. So. Yeah. Those are, all of them are equally real. Yeah, I'm sorry. I meant more, uh, hey. less less trivial ones. Like, not yeah. the weird flexes. These are like real flexes, you know? Yeah. Not a weird flex, real flex. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to say this. Okay, sure. Comparison. Sure. I guess like... But I also believe John Henry Newman has a sense of humor. Oh, 100%. I mean, At least I hope so. Because um, I feel like he's attained it. Tell me if I'm wrong. Do you think he's attained it since leaving this earth? Because like, oh, a lot of his letters show him to be a rather kind of like worried and, and like a worried person who kept to himself. Sure. And I, I feel like I feel like now that he's in heaven, he's got like immense joy, you know, to be reunited. I with hope everybody. so. So I, I think so. I think that joy is contributing <laughs> to his sense of humor. I mean, I'm very glad. But for also, it. Father like, Bill said on our second podcast. So did he say he's a comedic guy? Well, he said he had to have a sense of humor to, um, because part of the reason he wanted to start an oratory in the style of Philip mm-hmm. Neary or whatever was because oh, yeah, St. Philip Neary had, had, an amazing, a, had an incredible sense point. of humor. I, oh, yeah. yeah. The one other one that was kind of funny is the fact that, like, it was it to prevent people from, like, taking relics of his body or, or for canonizing him too much. It was um, that he had, like, a mold put in his grave to, like, decompose his whole body quickly. Did you hear about this one? No. Newman? Yeah, yeah Newman and um, uh, Sinjin, uh, Ambrose Sinjin. Sinjin. Um, Sinjin. They apparently like had their bodies like decompose quicker than normal so mm. they couldn't be seen as like... Um, okay, violent, people. Like... <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> but it was, apparently it was like he got his last laugh that way and that people went to find relics and they found nothing. <laughs> well, and now he's filling up cans or glasses <laughs> with soda. With Coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, but we dragged along. A we yeah, uh, really we need to go. go. I'm so tired. I want to go home. Well, I get to stay for oh. two. Okay, everyone, we love you. Bye. 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 Bye.